Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Arctic and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. So we went to Blairstown this weekend. We did. Blairstown, New Jersey. Why did we go there? We wanted to check out the original filming location of Friday the 13th. Yes. It was an interesting experience. I mean, what did you really expect, though? You know, because nothing's really going on there. No, I think uh, nothing is going on there is a pretty accurate way to say (laughs) what's happening in Blairstown. It was like a ghost town. It really was like it, it was basically like the first episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, the guys walking around this town, nobody's in it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I got the more the impression of like the town from House of Wax. Right. It was cool because it was kind of creepy, but at the same time, you're like, nothing is open, nothing's here. Exactly, and we actually wanted to go get something to eat at the Blairstown Diner, which shows up in the film. It was so weird. There was people in the diner. But yet the place was closed. Yeah, as we're walking up to the diner, and this is the same diner that's in the movie, we're walking up, there's like 15 people in there, and the blinds just close as we're approaching. <laughs> and they see our car pull up, and they're like shooing us away. Right, right. If we get out of the car and go try to open the door, and it's locked. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, like there's all these like ghostly heads inside, looking obviously looking right at us. No one's telling us they're closed, they're just silent. It was the most bizarre thing in the world. And then we tried to go see the actual lake. Which was another debacle because, I mean, I knew in the back of my mind we weren't we weren't able to go in because there's, you know, huge no trespassing signs everywhere. I, you know, I didn't really want to get uh, arrested, to be honest with you. Well, I, I've never seen so many do not enter signs. Like, I mean, it's a literal forest. And on every single tree, it's basically telling you to get the fuck out of here. Leave, leave, leave. If you take one more step, we're going to get you. And it's not even a state park or anything. It's just, uh, well, it is. It's like a Boy Scout camp, but not the entire stretch of it, you know? What's the name of it? Camp Nobibosco. Nobibosco. <laughs> so, Crystal, Crystal Lake sounds so much better. Yeah, I can see why they changed it for the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many, how many retakes it would have to do with everyone trying to pronounce that? <laughs> End of a, like a five-minute scene, someone's like, Nobibosco. <laughs> Is the actual Crystal Lake in there, if you're able to get in? Yeah, the actual lake is in there where Jason drowned. The whole uh, parts of, of the first film where they're jumping into the water and uh, all the little cabins. And sometimes they hold tours, uh, organized tours, where you pay a fee and they take you all around. And then you can buy Friday the 13th junk. Oh, is that true? It is, but they haven't done one in a long time. Yeah, and they definitely weren't doing anything like that this weekend. It's like we had friends in town, so we were trying to think of something to do with them. And I'm like, all right, let's drive five hours to this <laughs> abandoned town in New Jersey where there's nothing to do or see. It really is like it's like a whole town that's closed down. But we finally managed to go to a dive bar and get get some beers and stuff and some snacks. But when you walk in, <laughs> it's like there's like two people in there and they all stare at you. The record scratches. The only safe way out is to do like tequila on the table. and we're like we're so desperate to make some sort of connection to make the trip worth it that we're like oh this is the bar from friday 13th too this has (laughs) got to be it 
<laughs> and of course, because we get no no phone reception in the bar. No reception. Yeah. That was creepy. Yeah. We have to send our friend outside to confirm that. Nope, that was in Connecticut. And I'm like, oh, so the fuck are we doing here then? And it's funny because the waitress was like, no, I'm not from around here. I'm from Bloomfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like she was the only one there who knew the truth about the town. It was like Halloween 3. Yeah, exactly. It was only a matter of time before our heads turned into goo and we had bugs crawling all over us. At least it would have given us more of a story than, than we have here. It's true. But, I mean, it wasn't all bad because we did get some cool pictures and we kind of got that feeling that we were in the film. We saw the bank. We saw the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the, the, the rocks. Oh, and we went into a thrift store. You're right. We did find one open thrift store. and uh, Well, actually, it was a thrift store slash vape shop. <laughs> yeah. Thr- <laughs> and it's funny because we go into the thrift store. It's like, uh, how much is this? Oh, that's not for sale. How much is this? No, that's not for sale either. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess you can keep your back issues of Highlights Magazine. I didn't want them that much anyway. <laughs> but we're being a little harsh because it, it was fun to be there and we're, we're overselling it a little bit because it was a nice little quiet town. And uh, I mean, I can't say I'd want a vacation there, but I don't regret going. One thing that we failed to mention that we really need to include here is the fact that we basically got chased out of town by this guy in a giant pickup truck. Oh my God. It was like duel. You're right. This it guy was... was just following us. And he every like, anytime he made a turn, he was just right behind us. You know, cowboy type of guy with his arm out the window, yes. driving really aggressively, right down to the having one headlight and one headlight only on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so spooky. It really felt like we were in, in a horror movie or something, because everywhere I went, there he was pulling up uh, right behind me. Right. And yeah. instead of, like, pulling over, you're just kind of, like, almost daring him to get closer. And I'm, I'm in a shotgun, and I'm dying in the seat. Please, please just let this let this psycho go. And not even because you're afraid of what he would do. Probably more afraid of what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to die in Blairstown. I just wanted to see it. <laughs> so what are we doing today? On the Purple Stuff Podcast. Okay. So we have the opportunity to go into Dr. Frankenstein's castle and in the basement use all of his equipment to resurrect anything we want for the Halloween season. So we could resurrect anything. We could resurrect anything we want. People, places, things. Right. With this machine, the machinery that he created. Okay. Uh, this sounds like fun. There's a couple of things I wouldn't mind resurrecting. I agree. There's a lot of good stuff that we could bring back. What's one of yours? First, I would like to bring back something that we, I don't even think, existed in the United States. It was, in, I believe, in the UK only. Mm. And do you remember this Heinz Haunted House pasta? Oh, yes. Those are the best cans. Yeah, the cans were so cool, and then they had, like, this haunted mansion on the front of the can. It was just, like, SpaghettiOs inside or something like that. But Right, but, like, in Halloween shapes. Uh, yeah, and then you can do, like, a mail-away theater, and it's got a, a backdrop of the haunted castle. Yeah, I've seen those pictures. Flo- They've been on the internet for, like, ten years now. I know. I just can't believe something that cool existed, and we didn't have it here. There's only that one picture that you'll find. So mm-hmm. it's, there's one person in the entire universe who's kept one of those cans. 
and it's like every time I see it, I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, I how, how can I buddy up to him and get this can? I just can't believe you don't own them. <laughs> I, well, it drives me crazy because you know I I like old pasta. I like old pasta more than I like my family. <laughs> No, that's a good pick. I mean, if if we had these Frankenstein powers, that's definitely the first thing I would do is is resurrect an old pasta. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that I would I don't even eat canned spaghettios or anything like that. And I'm only saying spaghettios because that's what it's probably like inside. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's essentially spaghettios. Yeah, it, it's like some sort of like orangey red goo with little tiny pasta shapes in there, which is fine, but it's more of the aura of the can. Heinz Haunted House. It's our speciality. How about you, Matt? What would you bring back? Well, I'm going to pick something that's a little similar in flavor to yours. Okay. Uh, you think in the early 80s, maybe even the late 70s, Good Humor made these vampire secret ice pops. What? Have you never heard of these? Um, I don't, uh, offhand, that doesn't sound familiar. Good Humor, Vampire. Vampire uh, Secret. Okay, let me look these up. All right, tell me about them. They were, like, sold by in boxes of 12, so you would buy these in the supermarket. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow, you got excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, Jay, a 12-pack. <laughs> are you in now? I'm in. All right, great. So, wait, wait, it gets better. Okay. <laughs> they were black cherry popsicles, but they had these insides that were made of this, like, oozing cherry stuff. Oh. So, when you bit into them, it was, like, blood pouring out. It was. What a great box, too. Yeah, it's supposed to be like Dracula, but it looks more like a Frankenstein Elvis. It does. He's like a rockabilly vampire. Right, right. And I think that suits good humor. It's funny. Any ice pop that has gushing blood out of the middle of it is awesome for me. Right, it's really a gimmick that needs to make its return. And this is another thing. I've been trying to track down just an empty box of these for like 13 years now. The reason I barely sleep is because I can't get this goddamn vampire secret box out of my brain. <laughs> you know, if somebody has one of these boxes in their freezer still frozen, I know mm. you would probably still eat one. And it's another one of those things that, like, you'll look it up on eBay and you'll find what seems to be a perfect match. And what it actually is is some asshole made a magnet of it. Using oh, yes. Else. I can't stand that thing. That, that But that's with everything you look up. Everything yes. you want to look up, then, then like, here, go to eBay or go to It's a dumb magnet that someone just printed out. And right. And I'm like, are people really buying up these, like, homemade old product magnets that cost <laughs> $8 plus shipping? Although, if someone did buy one and kept it for, like, five or six years and got it all dirty and then sold it at a flea market, you'd buy the shit out of it. Mm, I'd pay at least $20 for that. <laughs> That's a great pick. I love Vampire Secret Ice Pops. Thank you. Giving myself a round of applause. <laughs> Were these sold through uh, like an ice cream truck or did you get them in stores? I don't even remember. I don't know for sure that they were. I'd like to believe that they were because like just imagine it's a hot summer day oh, and being man. able to bring a little Halloween into July or yeah. August as we are now. I want to suck your cherry sauce center. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dracula. I want to bring back Rod Serling mm. and make him basically into not a robot, 
but some sort of like humanoid who can just live forever. And then we, you know, you could always just, he's so versatile. He could be in everything. He could intro our podcast. So you're really testing the limits of Dr. Frankenstein's technology. Not only do you want to resurrect the dead, you want to make this guy live forever as sort of a mutant robot human hybrid. Yeah, because he was so damn talented and he had so much in his brain. And then we can get more episodes of Night Gallery and it would be so awesome. And think of all the possibilities of him hosting like a Halloween special. Or like having a Twitter account where he says the wrong thing and everyone hates him. (laughs) And I think then he could also make personal appearances at the Tower of Terror. Oh, God. So... At that, that's the Disney ride, obviously. Right. They Do they use his voice and, like, they put his voice over an actor? Is that what they did? From what I remember, there was footage. I don't know if it was called from episodes that exist or an episode that was never used, but they took some footage of him and they pieced it together. But I I think the voiceover that they used was a different guy, like a sound-alike. You, I think, are correct, but yeah. it's, it's him in the videos. It's him in the videos, right. Yeah, I think it would be awesome to have him back in uh, just forever. I think this is great. I mean, we're going to have Haunted House Pasta and Vampire Ice Pops and Rod Serling. Yeah, let's have a party. Yeah, I mean, we're not even like halfway through and we're already killing it. I think I'm going to bring back Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> WWF's Giant Gonzalez. He was an eight foot tall, basically a Yeti. Right. Right? You would call him a Yeti, right? Yeah, I would say, yeah, he was a Yeti, yeah. So they brought him in in 1993 to square off against The Undertaker. He was like the latest in a long string of monster wrestlers for The Undertaker to vanquish. Right. But this time he was eight, he was literally like eight feet tall, right? All I can remember is Bobby Heenan saying, you know how uh, some guys palm a basketball? Well, this guy palmed a Buick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so he had no wrestling ability at all. He had no wrestling physique at all, so he actually wore like an airbrush suit to make him look like he had muscles. Yeah, it was like a slim good body suit, but it had like hairy patches all over it. Right, and then they randomly threw these fur patches on it, so it looked like he had like really hairy shoulders and way too much pubic hair (laughs) and he he was just not very animated he didn't really do much at all no but i mean 1983 i guess i was around 12 i loved all these weird wrestling monsters i didn't care that they couldn't do anything anytime it was like it felt like a wrestler came out of a horror movie Mm -hmm. i loved it that's a great pick uh giant gonzalez poor guy he had a really tough life he had diabetes even when he was uh wrestling so it's a sad end, and I want to give him a better send-off. Giant Gonzalez, he has spread terror throughout the WWF since his arrival. You are listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. I want to bring back the Teen Wolf cartoon. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but it just brings me back to the days before Teen Wolf was ruined by the MTV show <laughs> that they have, and it has nothing to do with the old Teen Wolf. It was based off the Michael J. Fox movie. I think the only difference is that more of them turned into werewolves. Yeah, they had the whole family of werewolves. I mean, it's not one of those cartoons that people bring up a lot, but it was fantastic. I believe it had a really good theme song, too. Had a, had a great theme song, yeah. I'm pulling that up. 
the intro of the Teen Wolf cartoon, like the opening credits, it has like the the absolute worst graphics where it's like Teen Wolf on the phone. Right, right. Oh, and he's got sunglasses on. It was just it's so it it looks more nineties than eighties and it does. It actually reminds me a lot of like the Save by the Bell graphics. Yeah, yep. It's really super cheesy. Anyone sees me like this? Hey man, say don't be shy if it happens to you. <sighs> Hi, Grandpa. Good morning, Scotty. It's fun being different if you have a healthy attitude. I am going to bring back Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Oh, of course. Mm. How is that not number one on your list? I'm going out of order. Pitch Black, one of the best Mountain Dew flavors of all time. Right, and specifically, I want them to... I want them... I'm going to bring back, via my Frankenstein powers, the original Pitch Black from 2004. Right, not Pitch Black 2. And not the other one. Just just the original, when they actually said, this is your soda for Halloween. Yep. So if someone hasn't drank that, can you describe it for someone who hasn't had it? It's kind of like a grape flavor ice mixed with a little bit of spices and i think that's it i mean it wasn't that great to drink it was more just fun to hold a can that said pitch black on it it kind of looked like it was taken out of a murky bog and then given some bubbles right exactly so oh god there's an ice of course there's an ice cream truck going by i should go see if oh he ask, has, if, they, ask yeah. him if he has the vampire's blood yeah yeah the vampire's secret ice pops yeah. i should Meanwhile, he's just going to tank the podcast by putting music behind me. No, I think you should go out and ask him. Ugh, I don't want to put my shoes on. <laughs> just yell out the window. That's what we do here. Yeah. He's almost gone. I think it'll be only like 15 minutes, and then we won't hear him anymore. <laughs> Please get me a strawberry shortcake ice cream bar, and also a snow cone. I would bring back the old Ben Cooper and Collegeville Halloween costumes with the sort of plastic uh, molded masks and the plastic dress sort of things. Like a, like yeah, they a were like smocks. smocks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were terrible costumes, but they were so much fun. And back then they cost like a buck fifty. So it's like no big risk if you didn't like it. It's like, yeah. I'm going to try to be He-Man. If this doesn't work out, I'm going to go right back to the store. Yeah, there were so many to choose from, and now when you look at them, they go for big bucks on eBay. Uh, and some companies still come out with them as sort of like a, a revived, you know, like a revival of them. But Right, but what they're doing is they're marketing it to people our age who could mm-hmm. never fit in them. It's not the same when your head is human adult size. You need to be like six and actually be able to get into those costumes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and the smock part of them, were they were never good at all. They were the, no, whole, no, just the it, worst. And it never made you look like the character. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe them. It, like, it basically looked like the roadkill version of all the characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and sometimes they would miss the point altogether, you know, it just in, like, the wrong colors. And they didn't even try to recreate what the costume looked like. Although, when you look at the He-Man character, they actually made you look like He-Man. That one I will defend. But the rest of them are pretty bad. I own the He-Man one, and I think it's debatable that you look like He-Man. Well, at least they did try to recreate the costume, you know, the I mean, the actual He-Man. The smock is just sort of this big flat thing hanging on you, so 
He-Man's arms and whatever are just like they look like extra limbs. So you look like what's that Hindu goddess with the with the many arms? Oh yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, um, you're that, but you're yeah. He-Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> even so, I agree with you. I would love to see those. I mean, even though I couldn't wear them, much much too large for them now. I would love to go into a pharmacy and just see a whole stack of them right next to the fun size Snickers bars. Oh no, not the fun size, the full size. Fine, I'm not. I'm not going to get you on this topic again. <laughs> well, I would love to go into a store and see them as well because there was always something thrilling about seeing the massive amount of like they had so many varieties, different characters. It was so much fun. But I think for the most part, the reason why I would bring them back is because I would love to hang them on my walls. Just the masks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I have a couple. I have Stay Puffed hanging on my mask. Uh, hi, bleh. I have Stay bleh. Bleh. <laughs> bleh. Oh, man. I, I, I don't even know how to do a take two on this one. <laughs> As you were saying? So you have Stay Puffed hanging on your wall. Yeah. I mean, it's not a it's not a Ben Cooper, but it's that same style where it's a little plastic mask. But it's got really frayed edges now because it's so old. Mm-hmm. But I can look at it and I can picture my head about half the size and how much I would love walking around with this thing on. Oh, my because, God. Because, like, when you're a kid, you don't need screen accuracy. If you tell me my mask is Stay Puffed, I'm going to think I'm Stay Puffed. And I'm going to act like Stay Puffed. And I'm going to march around, stomp on things, and just be a nuisance. Right. You're going to channel Stay Puffed. You're going to be a character actor for that day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think people understand if they weren't around back then like you said earlier, every character had one of these costumes. There were Transformers. There were Star Wars characters. All of the monsters had them. Characters that didn't even lend themselves to getting these costumes had those costumes, and they looked so ridiculous. Make Halloween fun and easy. One-stop shopping at Woolworth or Woolco for your Halloween needs. Costumes from $1.83 to $3.99, like Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman, Superheroes, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, and a new favorite for girls, Holly Hobby. What else would you resurrect, Matt? Okay, my next one, I think, would be the Maelstrom ride from Epcot Center. Oh, yes. Wait, in Norway? Mm-hmm, in the Norway Pavilion. Oh, that's a good one. So, depending on how you go through the the World Showcase at Epcot, if you start from the right, like I did, you're so drunk by the time you hit Norway, and then you go on this dark ride. Um, the Maelstrom was this short little, like, I don't know how to describe it. You get into what's basically a little Viking boat, mm -hmm. and you travel around the dark, and it's like a misty, crazy, wild ocean, and you encounter trolls, and it's really, really very creepy. It is. Like, yep. I find it actually, in its way, a lot creepier than I did the haunted mansion i mean yeah because the haunted mansion is more geared towards kids anyway but yeah the, the maelstrom is actually terrifying especially when you're a kid yeah or when you're a drunk 20 something <laughs> i had five yardstick beers and god knows what else and then i'm getting on this thing i'm like oh this looks interesting look there's a ride hidden back here <laughs> you're on the maelstrom I think I went to Disney like 10 times, not even knowing that that ride was there. And then somebody's like, oh, you've never been on that? Yeah, just go all the way to the back in Norway and then you'll find it. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> right. And that's what I loved about it because it was so just chucked back there. You would never know if you were just walking around Epcot casually that there was this little hell back here. Yes. And now it's closed. Yeah, now it's the damn Frozen ride, I think. Right. Or if it isn't already, that's what they're doing, which is terrible. 
and I think you could find video if anybody wants to look it up. You could find video of this ride with all the the crazy uh, red haired creatures. Oh my god! I'm like the entire ride's like four seconds, but it's such a great four seconds. Yeah, it felt like something out of, like, Sid and Marty Croft. Yeah, with a little bit of Clive Barker. Exactly. And um, LSD. And LSD. (laughs) There are those who see Morve's spirit veil in a land of forests and mystery, where trolls still prowl the water's edge. My next one is the 70s and 80s style Halloween specials on TV, like Paul Lind Halloween special and Donnie and Marie. Like, I wasn't even born in the 70s, but going back and just looking at the idea of, like, some kind of, like, B-level TV personality hosting a super cheesy, ridiculous Halloween special where they have skits and musical performances that are geared toward Halloween, and they have, like, an underlying little theme yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like in a in a really dumb plot about like a witch or something. Like I, I can't describe how great that would be if we could bring that back. Right, because in that era, the whole variety show thing was huge. So mm-hmm. this was basically their way to just follow the trends. They just did what the Bradys and the Osmonds were doing, but they put the Halloween spin on it. Exactly, and it really gave you that feel that okay, this is a seasonal thing. You know, everybody would get excited when there was a Christmas special, so why not do a Halloween special and get a little bit of ratings? See, if that happened nowadays, it's like, uh oh, it is Halloween because you know so and so is doing a Halloween special. You know, and I I don't really know offhand who would be able to host it. Well, you know. we have we've brought back two people who could. Oh God, yes. Rod Serling and Giant Gonzalez host the 2015 Halloween special on ABC. Yeah, I don't think it'll be ABC. (laughs) Maybe on Destination America. (laughs) You are listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Matt, what are you going to resurrect next? Ecto Cooler. Mm, Of course. Yeah, I mean, it's a cliched answer, especially for me. I know I've said and written a lot about Ecto Cooler, but if I don't mention it here, people are going to give me such shit. If I have this magic power to bring back anything Halloween-related, how can I not bring back High C Ecto Cooler? And it seemed like this was going to be the year, but I haven't seen anything concrete on it. No, but I still feel like there's a chance. I mean, that movie has a lot of pub, and people are still going crazy for it. Mm-hmm. And you know High C still has the formula because it wasn't too long ago where it was out under a different name. All right. the pieces are there. What's crazy about the Ecto Cooler situation is that you had the 30th anniversary of Ghostbusters last year. And now, mm-hmm. all, like you're saying, all the publicity of the new Ghostbusters coming out. So why the hell not? Let's just get it out there, right? It's now or never. And if, I, if we have to use our Frankenstein powers to make it happen, so be it. We're going to be conflicted because in, we're going to be double fisting. We're going to have pitch black in one hand. Double Ecto- fisting? This, this is not that kind of show, Jay. <laughs> we're going to have pitch black in one hand, ecto cooler in the other. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Ice pops, pasta, <laughs> Rod Sterling. Where did we get these fucking answers? Maybe we should have conferred before we started recording. I see ecto cooler. My next one is the old school radio shows of the 40s where 
some of them were horror related and mystery related, right? So one of them was called Inner Sanctum and the other one was called Lights Out. And they were just so creepy because all it was was, you know, your mind and you heard the the sound effects and the voiceover guys. It was great background stuff for this time of year. So what were they like telling horror stories or? Yeah, they were basically telling horror stories or a mystery or uh, like a ghost story. Sometimes uh, there was one called Suspense. And these are all ones that they're public domain at this point. So if anybody was interested in having them on in the background during Halloween, you could totally find them. And they provide such a great eerie background for the Halloween season. That sounds cool. I've never heard any of these. Inner Sanctum. Yeah, stuff like that was great. So I would bring back those and have them done, you know, with modern audio. Yeah, I take it you'd be the narrator. Of course. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know it's got to fit yourself in. You know, you got to put your shit over. Yeah, this. <laughs> I knew this was a selfish pick. You're just trying to <laughs> give yourself a new job. <laughs> Frankenstein machine, make me wealthy. And there is a modern equivalent called Tales from Beyond the Pale. And it's like these old-fashioned radio shows created by Larry Fessenden and Glenn McQuaid. And so that's out there if anybody wants to check it out. Larry Fessenden. Yes. That's a, I like that name. Yeah. It sounds like two people merged into one. <laughs> Fessenden. He devours children. The next thing I'd resurrect are old video stores. Oh, great choice. Yeah, and specifically because of the horror section. So this is totally on point for what we're discussing tonight. When you were a kid, there was nothing better than standing in front of all of the horror videos, just basking in their glow and just being so frightened of all the crazy art on those boxes. Mm -hmm. I didn't even watch horror movies back then. I just loved looking at those boxes. Well, sometimes the art on the box was way scarier than the actual film. Back then, that was like their whole method of advertising. It wasn't like most of those movies had commercials or, and half of them had never even really played in theaters. So all they had to get your attention was the wacky art on the box. And you're right. It was always more intense than anything in the movie. Especially to us young kids. It was like, re it really grabbed you. And some of them stuck in your mind. I used to rent them all the time just to see what they were about. Half the time I was disappointed, but other times they really lived up to those, those uh, box art covers. I've never been more afraid of horror movies than when I wasn't watching them because of those boxes. I would just fill in the blanks and, you know, you'd see like these devils eating people on the box and you'd imagine the whole movie being that way. Meanwhile, yeah. it's just like about a 20 second scene. A lot of the VHS covers were actual commissioned artwork that you had, you wouldn't see anywhere else except on that cover. Lots of times it wasn't the same poster that was in the theater or if it was direct to video, these were like intricately made pieces of art, you know, and yeah. I know sometimes you spotlight them on your site, like looking at some of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street box covers and there's like demons and there's all kinds of things going on. And oh, man, they were so beautiful. What was your favorite one of all time? Oh, my God. Putting you on the spot. Yeah, I don't even know. I have to think about that. I think I'd have to go with Ghoulies personally. Yeah. I mean, that's always, for me, the quintessential horror movie video cassette is the mm -hmm. one that shows the little green guy in the, <laughs> in the toddler clothes popping out of the toilet. And I'll remind everyone that there's nothing like that in the movie whatsoever. There's no scene involving the ghoulie in the toilet. <laughs> but all throughout my childhood, I thought that a horror movie existed where 
nothing but ghoulies coming out of toilets happened. Like, I thought it was an entire movie about these little green guys who came and bit you while you shit. <laughs> That'd be terrifying if that yeah. actually did happen. They tried to, like, do a little scene in the sequel to sort of call back to it, but mm -hmm. by then the damage was done. I mean, fool me once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I have no idea what mine would be. I'd really have to... I'll come well, back. Just, how about just give me one of the good ones? One of the good ones. Um... I really like the Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 cover. I believe it was like a, a foreign release where the school bus is under Freddy. And he's looking at you all creepily. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Vaguely. I mean, I, I definitely remember that there was um, foreign box art, which was often a lot better in that series. Yeah. Because I know exactly. when, I, when I did the article about the American mm. releases and a couple of people were like, yeah, dude, we got way cooler boxes over here. Yeah. And they, they showed me pictures and they were right. They were a lot freakier. Don't sleep. Don't dream. So this last one is a toy that came out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that is... Boglins. Mm -hmm. The motherfucker, that was my last one, too. <laughs> well, I mean... We're sharing it, it. We have to share that, because back in the 80s, and I had a feeling you would agree with me on this, so it's good that we're unanimous, because if you grew up in the 80s, there was no better horror-related toy or Halloween-related toy than the Boglins, and they even had a Halloween special edition Boglin. They had two. They had two. Yep. Exactly. It was the pumpkin and the skeleton, right? Right. And if anyone doesn't know, these are those like little rubber goblin puppets that were made of this really thick and really stretchy rubber. And the big ones, you could maneuver their eyes and you could always make their mouths open. Oh, they were so much fun. Yeah, it was like having something from the Jim Henson Creature Shop in your hand and having it at home. It was, because the big ones, at least, were so well detailed that... It wasn't just like a suggested goblin puppet. It looked like you could make a movie with it. Over here, I'm a boglin. Me and my buddies need a place to hide out. <laughs> you are listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. So we have a couple of toys. Yeah. A bunch of food. Mm -hmm. A wrestler. Mm -hmm. A guy from the Twilight Zone. Right. Actually, I just thought of my last one. Okay. Megalodon. Megalodon. The big giant prehistoric shark oh yes he's basically like a great white shark only he, he could reach 75 feet long you know I'm, i have a big phobia of the ocean i won't go near it but i still love the idea of being afraid of it like if i'm on a boat or something so the thought of a 75 foot great white shark just overturning the boat i could get into that did megalodon actually exist though yes it's a prehistoric shark mm-hmm it was a real thing. I know you're you're probably mostly familiar with it through like these novels that come out and these like movies that are supposed to come out, but it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's like Jurassic Park might be editorializing, but those dinosaurs did exist. Same oh. thing with Megalodon. There really was a giant shark, very similar to the Great White Shark. We're gonna have to get a a bigger haunted castle to keep yeah. this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you were going for. Ah, I know what you were doing. 
So, all right. Flag <laughs> on the play. If you only could bring back one of the things you named, which one would it be? Okay. I'm going to resurrect the Halloween specials on TV every year. Okay. I feel like we can get a lot of entertainment out of that, and it's something to look forward to that, you know, it'll actually exist, and everyone could be a part of it and watch it and tweet about it and enjoy it. So it's not just that one little tiny thing, because if we bring back old pasta, people are like, what the hell am I going to do with an old can of pasta, you know? Well, I'm going to use my powers for the good of the many, and I'm going to go with a fan favorite and say it would be Ecto Cooler for me. Excellent. So we could sip our Ecto Cooler box and watch the Halloween special. That would be awesome. I like it. Yeah, me too. I think we did a lot of good things. We did. Now, how do we end this podcast? Well, let's get down to our lair, and we'll fire up this machine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We are now officially into the Halloween season. Yes, we can now all watch Michael Myers and eat our haunted Oreos and feel good about it, because Halloween starts September 1st. It's such a good feeling. So this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. My name is Jay from thesexyarmpit.com. And I am Matt from dinosaurdracula.com. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Your Halloween season may now begin.